This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Mark Muncy from Erie, Florida. Okay, and our good. guest is Rick Hines. Woo! Okay, I'm going to talk about what I've literally been drinking for the last hour, and I only have a little bit left, which is 19 Crimes Uprising. Um, Mark, what are you drinking for us? I am on a full dose of Keppra and public spring water, so I'm doing fine. <laughs> it's, it's this week's latest vintage, as we mentioned earlier. Yes, it is, drinking- it is. This is expires in 2022, July 16th. So we're thinking. How does water fucking expire? Anyway, okay, Rick, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, uh, misbehaving meads, uh, bourbon barreled aged blueberry honey mead. I'm still fucking jealous. We anyway listen to previous podcasts about that. So this is how much I have left in my entire bottle of wine. Nice. I I have a decent cup left. Um, I'm I'm two in, so that's <laughs> okay. So rapid fire questions. I almost forgot what we were doing here. What is your favorite book of all time? Uh, Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series, uh, particularly book four. Why book four? Uh, because that was the first book that Matt uh, Matt Cawthon, uh managed to get his luck powers. And he really started abusing his gambler powers to win, uh, even though like Randall Thor was off being the main epic hero and, uh, you know, dealing with his powers and not even was tugging on our braid and like they were getting involved in love triangles. Matt was over here like, I'm going to go win at, like gamblings and dice and always be lucky. I thought it was an awesome concept. So um, uh, that was that. That was that. I also... Ooh, wait. No, I have to amend this. It's brief. Okay. My favorite book of all time. Uh, oh, God damn it. Besides American Gods, because I've really uh, associated <laughs> with that, was actually King Rat by China Mavell. Um, I, that's what got me into urban fantasy. It was the first book I ever read, uh, that was in the urban fantasy genre. Um, and I really loved King Rat as a, a concept. The whole take was a modern day London underground as Pied Piper storyline about Pied Piper was the one who uh, eliminated the animalistic gods from the world. Okay. What is your least favorite book of all time? Ooh, okay. I don't remember the name of it, but this is actually what made me uh, the second reason I became a writer. Uh, there, I was reading this book I bought from Barnes and Noble and it was a post-apocalyptic book about the idea that the world, uh, electricity in the world stopped working. And, uh, what happened in the book was, uh, it turned out that it was like, oh, I love this concept of what happens if no electricity happens, planes fall out of the sky, things like that happened. There was a TV show that ended up being, uh, uh, it wasn't related to the book series, but it was tangentially that same idea. But then the book series turned out to just be like this author's like, here's why we're Wiccans in the forest. And, you know, but like there was no fundamental, uh, the the rules of magic within the own world didn't work. Uh, You know, gunpowder didn't work. Electricity didn't work. Nothing worked, but yet human brains still worked. And yet you could still have fire, chemistry and steam power 
uh, in in other cities, and I'm like, the world wouldn't fall apart that badly. Um, we 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 have options, uh, and so I was reading that, and I was like, this got published, uh, and it was just bad. I just didn't I didn't like it. Um, you know, but you know, hey, the author put her heart and soul into it, and she got published. She fucking nailed it, and so, you know, great. And yet, you don't remember the name, so kudos <laughs> to them. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, guess what? You inspired me. Um, do not ever be that terrible again. Yeah, right. To 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 make sure I do some research. Uh, um. Were there any other books I really did not like? Um, so it turns out that the book Friday by Robert Heinlein did not hold up well over time. Uh, and as a 14-year-old boy, I loved Friday. As a older, you know, gentleman, I went back and I reread Friday and I was like, what the fuck? Did you, um, do you often reread books? Uh, yes, because I, sadly, I'm, I, I'm that person, like, I will listen to the same album a lot. I will listen to, it's like, I find things that I love. That's very like. different than rereading the same book. Uh, but uh, I will go back and reread books that I love. Like, I've reread the Golden Compass series, like, six times, um, because I love Philip Pullman's world uh, in that. The Amber Spygarage trilogy is, like, you know, one of my favorites. I'm rereading The Wheel of Time again right now. Um, you know, and I will splice this up with a new book uh, in between them. Uh, you know, currently I'm in the middle of reading John Salzy's uh, uh, Ghost um, Ghost of War um, after Old Man, uh, The Old Man's Brigade. Um, so I will splice things that I haven't read. And I am, I think this is a, a curse of content creators. Uh, sometimes you don't, you have limited time uh, and so sometimes when I want to veg and relax and unwind, rather than try something new, I will go back to a comfortable space and read something that I know I loved. No, that makes sense. I think it's interesting because I don't think a lot of people necessarily like reread everything. I think there is books you reread and then there's books you read to relax. I think that's like a different almost like area because yes. if you have to think too much about the fucking book and what's happening, you're like, this is not relaxing well, it's like, at all. And then you've well, got mine like ritual reads. Like every year I read Lonesome October. I mean, uh, my, my, October. my ritual, my, my ritual watch is every October 30th, I will rewatch The Crow. Uh, the Crow is one of my all-time favorite movies, and ever since I was a teenager, I've watched The Crow on October 30th, and it's a Halloween, uh, pre-Halloween tradition. And uh, you know, but that's that that that's me going back to I want to relax, the comfort space, um, because I will if I get immersed into a book, I'm fucked. Like that's it. Uh, any semblance of me going to work the next day or productivity. I have an addictive personality, and if I make it past chapter four and I am hooked, I read this book by uh, Craig Monroe called Bones of the Past, um, and I started reading and uh, very recently on it, and I got hooked, and I didn't go to bed. I was up for literally 36 hours just reading this damn book because that's how I consume media is by binging. What's the first book you did that with? The, the first book, uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, Michael Crichton. Uh, that that that's when it started. Ever since then, ever since I was a kid, 
I have always binge read books. I do not like read a chapter a day or anything. I will, uh, I fell into it with Jurassic Park. Um, that was it. I begged my parents to make me go take to see to the movie. Um, I had to do so many chores to be allowed to go see it. But by the time my parents had taken me to see the movie, I'd already read the book like four times. Um, like that. So we're that was, older than you on that. Mark, what did you read? What was your first binge read that you can my, remember? My first binge read I can remember was either The Hobbit or Sherlock Holmes. It was one of the two. Because they, I've discovered them both like within a week of each other, and I don't know remember which one was first. But then somebody was like, "Oh, if you like this, and read that at the library," and I did that the next the next week, and that was my weekend. And I remember those being like my two favorite weekends of all time was sitting in the woods in Kentucky reading those books. Yeah, and that's well, I was like, I, "I'm I gotta I gotta write stuff. I gotta I gotta be in these worlds." And then D and D came out like right around then and changed everything. So my. First binge read that I remember was um, Ender's Game. Okay, good one. And I remember reading that and I could not put that fucking book down. Because regardless, anybody listening to this fucking podcast, read the book, don't watch the movie necessarily. Yeah. Like, I was I mean, like... I, I think that's like a rule of general writerdom of like, come on, read yeah. the books. Uh so you say that I actually because who told me this was their favorite book? God, was it fucking Jonathan Mayberry? I don't remember. I love you, Jonathan Mayberry. So don't hold this against me if this wasn't you. I actually listened to the audiobook of The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Oh no, no, no. Audiobooks are a whole different ballgame. Yeah. But 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 I have to say, amazing. But I actually love what they did with the script and what they did with the TV show. Yeah. Um, In comparison uh, different. to the book. Uh, that That is totally... And that's a sign of a good uh, writer's room and great yeah. uh, fandom because you can have uh, content that is movie and scripts and shows that is just as good um, and, and drives you to... Uh, Battle Angel Alita, movie that yes. just came out. I have on my back is a tattoo of the original cover of the manga of, of Battle Let's see it. Come on, Jared. <laughs> oh, God. All Come right. on. You're going to share your fucking. Let's uh, do this. We're sharing. Uh, all right. We're sharing skin here. Uh, this is where drinking with authors is gone. Um, oh, oh. Wait, hold on. Hold on. All right. That, that's not a view. This is become an ordeal now. Oh. Ah. What is drinking with authors? It just went. <laughs> Wow. And we lost I him. don't even know what happened. I love you everything about happening right now. You killed America. You know what, Mark? I'd like less judgment from your very creative <laughs> ass at this it? point. That's it. All uh, right. frozen. Well, I thought I'm I had a seizure. I, I, okay, I, we're good. I, I, I am frozen, but uh, that happened because I have my headset attached back. Uh, so. There it is. Oh, wow. Oh, oh man. So That's fucking awesome. That tattoo, um, I'm a big fan of the manga, but the movie is fucking awesome and pays yeah. so much tribute that I was like, I love this. I also love this, like, you know, uh, 46 volume manga series uh, that I love, but the movie was still awesome in its own right. You can have both. So what was your favorite um, book turn movie when you were younger? Like the first one that you're like, that was fucking awesome. 
Okay, so it wasn't a movie, but I remember as a kid, I really loved the Stand TV show. Yeah. Oh. Um, it held up. I, um, you know, I said Jurassic Park was the first binge read that I ever did. My mom was a big Stephen King fan. And the second book that I remember reading was Needful Things. So I write a oh, lot about good. demons and uh, a lot about cutting the deal. Even the Red Opera is about freaking warlocks and cutting deals with patrons. I didn't realize how much Needful Things probably had a subtle influence on. Leland Gaunt, baby. Uh, my what life, about like, you, Mark? What is Mark. your first book to movie that you were like, this actually nailed it? That actually did okay. I would say The Haunting, the original 1963 Haunting from The Haunting of Hill House, the original book. And they they nailed it. And that's Dude, you just stole my shit. How do you do that on my own podcast? I'm sorry. You're the one who brought up Haunting of Hill House. And I would say that uh because it just it really nailed it. I mean, the I the TV show was great, but I thought they screwed up the ending. I thought a happy ending for happy ghosts was not a good thing spoiler for a year old tv show uh but uh but you know the book was so crazy and you you really it was eleanor this and that and then the book and then the sh- the movie just blew my mind as you a kid. just pretend to not give a spoiler on a book from like 1963 no i totally gave a spoiler so. <laughs> hey that is one thing i'll say about that particular book was you don't know what how much was in eleanor's head yeah. yep Exactly. And that's all the, some of the great classic horrors. That's always the thing is, is it in their head or is it not? And that's, I mean, when we're doing this now, it's like when we're interviewing people, it's like, did this person really see this or did they just think they saw this? And that's why it's so interpretive. And that's, what's really cool about what I do is I get to see, okay, is this, did this really happen? And if it did, where's, you know, why did it happen and stuff like that? Now, uh, my, so my question, I have a question for Rick real quick. Okay, go ahead. Questions. All right, Rick, as a classic sci-fi horror, you know, fan, you know, all around nerddom, uh, what is your favorite monster and why? Um, so I have an answer too. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, I want yours yours too, Rick. Right. I mean, um, obviously I'm a huge fan of vampires, but I'm uh, uh not going to cast them as my favorite uh monster. Uh they're even though they are they are a close second. Same with liches. Um uh, obviously I could go through the Dungeons and Dragons book and be like, oh, I love this side. <laughs> but I think my uh favorite current monster is uh, a creature called Hugged Molly out of Alabama who is a large barreled woman who shows up to kidnap children uh, on the eras of storms during tornadoes in Alabama and the kids are gone because what was really that the store was born was, you know, during tornado season, people would lose children uh, at that time. And I love cryptids. I love these American mythos monsters that are born and kind of get, uh, a, a sort of life of their own via the internet, you know, uh, Slenderman, Siren Head, uh, things that are modern myths and legends, because I love the idea of collective human belief uh, spawning our worst fears. So I like a lot of modern legends, um, even though I do like pay a lot of homage and really enjoy classic uh, things. Other than that, Lucifer. Um, there is a lot of text you can write in the idea of, is the devil a good guy? There's a lot of space there. I love religion. I have a minor in theology. So, um, uh, every culture has different aspects of a devil. 
uh, in, in a different type. And there's a lot of uh, lore to uh, explore and it's, um, it's exciting. So mine's gonna be a little bit interesting. I love the idea of urban legends like Sasquatch and Mothman and stuff like that because you know I had this bookmark when I was a kid and it said it had a unicorn on it but it said some things have to be believed to be seen and I felt that that was true because you know Mark you go to haunted places and things like that and I'm not going to get into my theory on ghosts and things like that but I wonder how much stuff is there that is discounted because people have to rationalize an occurrence versus what's actually there. Like you look at Sasquatch and stuff like that. And as much as you can go, let me rationalize this. You go, there's been a fucking hairy ape man in so many cultures for so long. You kind of got to go, is there something left over from the prehistoric time? Right? Is there something that exists and people just have to go, nope, I don't believe in that to be true. And like, I'm a firm believer in ghosts. I will say that not drunk and drunk. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in ghosts and I've am, seen that. Yeah, I am right? from fucking Chicago. Uh, the Rosemary Cemetery yes. mythos. I have my apprentice school was down the goddamn street. Wow. Uh, there are legends and things that I have grown up with, like, you know, and it's funny because I am an atheist. So, uh, and, you know, having even a minor in theology and going through this stuff, the, you know, like, Oh my God. I love these ideas of urban legends. John Dillinger, did he really die outside of, yeah. uh, you know, uh, when he, when he was gunned down because like his pistol was stolen, you know, days later, there's, I love those gaps in history. Those are so fun to play around in your, uh, imaginary sandbox. Uh, but Mark, so I'm, I'm not going to plant anything in your head, but I'm just saying you could go hang out with Rick in Chicago yeah, and was, write about. I think here in Chicago write. might be coming because because Rick, yeah, if you like if you like this sort of thing and you want to learn about books, you know, they're, they're never miss a chance to plug. Erie, Florida is full of myths, monsters, and legends of Florida, and that's our oh yes, my uh, theory. So no, no, uh, uh, yeah. I I love. I didn't know what and we did had written. illustrations for Erie, Alabama, which had but Hug and Molly. What's funny is my third book is set in Appalachia. So I have nice. to go to Appalachia um, and go wander around Appalachia. That's and I've been studying Appalachian monsters and folklore for, uh, God, about three years now. And uh, like I've, I've like walked, I've mountain biked some of the Appalachian trails at this point because being there is very different it's... than, uh, you know, but this idea of cryptids and uh, things that are there, you know, there's not enough mead that I have at my table for you and I to have a conversation that can go on for many days. Mothman, Grafton Monster, you know, I, all that. Oh my God, but that's what I'm, that's my new book is just yeah. first in that. So it's- And 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 it's, mine uh, is what happens when Starbucks finds them and decides to sell them fantastic. to other people for power. That's fantastic. So Okay, uh, so totally weird question. And Mark, you get to answer this too, but so I'm giving you advanced warning, but Rick has to answer it right away. If you could be any supernatural creature you've written about, what would you be? Uh, God, I would 100% be a warlock from uh, my books. Um, 
I, I would be a warlock. Um, I would love the ability to bend reality around me uh, to, to, to my will. Uh, this idea that uh, reality is a collective consciousness uh, that a bunch of people can get involved with. If you uh, consume the heart of an angel and a demon in my book series, uh, you uh, forsake your soul. It sucks because you don't have to say in that vote anymore, but you get power. And imagine what you could do in that world. Like the joke that I've, I've made is I'm either chaotic good or lawful evil in DD alignments. Um, never give me superpowers because I would go full Dr. Doom, uh, I think, uh, in this uh, idea. Um, I know it, it sounds we weird. We are best friends already. I'm just uh, letting you know we are best friends. Right. We're going to uh, resolve that. There, there, there is shit in this world that needs to get solved and it's not happening on my time schedule. So I would, I would want that power to do that. And... Um, you know, so I, I would definitely go with uh, uh, being a warlock. Um, I would not want to be a vampire unless I was given about uh, two years of time to work the fuck out, get a diet down, uh, make sure my skin complexion is fucking perfect. Because if I'm going to be an immortal ass creature that is never going to die, I got to clean some shit up here. All right. Like, you know. Um, See, that's way too much effort. I can already tell you if I was a vampire, I would put, I'd be more Malkavian. I'd be fucking nuts. And oh, that's where I would be. Because okay. I would be like the crazy person I, that you're like, don't talk to her. Don't make eye contact. It'll be good. This, this is going to come as a shocking surprise, but on like literally thousands of tests of which vampire white wolf clan are you? No matter how many times I try to end up as Tremere, I universally end up as Bruha. Really? You're Broha. It's that union activism. Yeah. Okay. That's 100%. 100%. No, Malkavian. Mark. Oh, Malkavian yeah. are the crazy fucking people. Mark, what would you be? I'd be, uh, I'm most likely Toreador, but uh, for that. But, uh, That's what <laughs> I, I, I would have to be. No, no. Toreador have a soul separate rent Toreador are the best client of vampire the masquerade because they are literally nothing but people who are immortal surrounded by beautiful people that get to enjoy music and have no fucking clan flaw oh right. my god your clan flaw is you find shit pretty yeah, if you're exactly. gonna be an immortal fucking yeah. i will take that all yeah. i'm gonna say is zamichi mark what kind of person would you be what superhero whatever uh, what monster would i be or, or something i was i like i said i think we've discussed before i think i am one of the deal makers i'd be a faustian type guy i would be not necessarily a demon but more like the trickster guys it's like you come to me i make it happen for you are you sure you would be a crossroads demon because i feel yeah, that's like possible too. i can teach you how to play guitar you know, for your I'm, soul at the I'm cross. Not, I'm not hearing right. so much. I'm not hearing so much demon though. A force of chaos. I'm gonna yeah, draw exactly. that line and say it's a devil. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah, more devil. More, devil. Here's your contract. Yeah, but sir. I would just say more, tr you know, trickster deal maker. You know, not exactly devil, not exactly demon, because it might work out. It might be a better thing for everybody. So that's you know, that's that's. I just want to help. It would more than likely never be a better thing for everybody. Exactly, but I'm gonna have it, it. May not it may not work out the way you want, but it's gonna be damn funny, and I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> so ironically, it's funny. I've talked to my friends about this as much as I'd love to think I'd be a vampire. Besides, a Macavian who are crazy fucking people. 
I would be a fucking werewolf. Because if you piss me off, I go full fucking change, mama bear, like, I'm going to rip your fucking face off. Like, I've only seen that one, so it was terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I, I like. I mean, I think we've all played the game, especially if you were into white wolf urban fantasy. Like in Changeling, I end up as a freaking red capper troll. In uh, you know, werewolf, I know I'm a goddamn shadow. Have you uh, ever played the ghost game of that? Wraith. Wraith the Oblivion is my first role-playing game of all time ever. And we were talking about different uh, storytelling styles. The reason I mentioned the word ST or storyteller when I refer to game ST is because you can tell at this point what game line people played first by the terms that they use. And in my school, um, there was a bunch of really cute girls that were playing Wraith the Oblivion and on the chess team. And I was a part of the football club. Like I'm sorry, did you just say cute girls? on yes. the chess team i just need to clarify that yes i did and i was walking past uh with my football helmet and i was like i'm not going to practice Drop what is helmet. actually wait a minute i need to this is like an unreality so mark <laughs> me on this. cute girls playing a role-playing game and you were in, on the football in the game? 80s yes in the 80s, no, no, right? uh, this was this is 90s. 90s. Oh, okay, so they, they, it, was, I, it wasn't I, as rare then. Yes, okay. I, I was, okay, I was born in the 80s. the 80s. I would be like, all right, this is a new fiction world. Yeah, um, exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I I had walked in. I was like, nope. I I was always like, I was on the C team in football, dude. I was a scrawny, nerdy kid. Uh, I was like way on the the freaking backbench. But I walked past and uh, like they're playing a game, uh, rate the oblivion, uh, and they're in chess club, and I was like. I am totally playing this. Um, and that was actually the, I had, I, I had the advanced Dungeons and dragons book. I had already read a bunch of stuff, but I had nobody to play with. But my first group was uh, actually Wraith the Oblivion um, run with three players by candlelight, which is why I like 10 candles uh, where one person played a shadow, one person played a ghost and one person was the storyteller. Nice. So I have to tell you, one of the, I, we're totally nerding out, and anybody listening to this podcast, I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> I played, it's cool, it's my podcast, I don't care, I'm not sponsored. We're just here for the ride. Yeah, I love you, Mark. So one of the first <laughs> games I played in Wraith, um, not first games ever, but we played this game, and it had the literal best line I've ever had in a role-playing game. So one of the characters, if you play Wraith, just to get everybody up to speed, you have to play your character, and then you play somebody's character that's trying to drag them into the darkness. That's how Wraith works. So, so you play your character, and you play somebody who's trying to drag another character into the darkness. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm giving that. I'm drawing. No, you're, you're, you're right. Somebody's playing pretty, a shadow. Pretty somebody's darn close. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're dead. And your shadow doesn't want to keep living. So you have, if you have two players, you're each playing each other's shadow, trying to get you to like move the fuck on past the afterlife. But your Wraith character is like, I got shit I got to do. All right. Thank I got you, people Rick. I got to save. That sums it up. So one of the characters, literal, their entire character was the first person to die in the star wars series on the rebel side so that was and he died in a car accident and another one of the characters was a lion tamer who got eaten by a lion so he's on the road looking at his dead body 
And she pulls up and goes, if it makes you feel any better, I was eaten by a lion. And I don't think we could play for a fucking half an hour because we were laughing so hard because he literally was in a British accent. He's like, how is that supposed to make me feel better? I died. It was one of the best moments. However, one of the characters played a Catholic priest, and in the first gaming session, I was his shadow, and I took him down, and they're like, we can't play if you keep doing that. <laughs> I, I I have ended LARPs, because storytellers let me uh, play a character that was meant to erode vampire players' humanity, and... Um, uh, that is a recipe for disaster if you let me mess with people's consciousness at a LARP and get them to give up their own humanity for power. And the storyteller's not going to let them go on a path. Anyway, that's there, there's a whole separate drinking with geeks uh, uh, idea. We can do a podcast of. Uh, okay, let's talk about a little bit about writing because, oh my God, I'm getting off base. You are one of my new favorite people, by the way, Rick. Mark is one of my favorite people in the entire world. I'm so blessed to have met him. But this is a, this is a mutual feeling. I had no idea I was sure. among the similar, like, oh yes, there are so many threads we could discuss. Yeah. Yes, we could. But let's talk about your writing. Are you a plotter or a pantser? I am a plotter. Or a plancer. Uh, no, I, I'm a plotter. I I will do because I've had to do so much freelance blogging and copy posts. I will write. Uh, when I write a novel, I sit on down. I write the entire novel in 15 words, which is one of the hardest exercises to do. Um, wait, 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 what? I will write my entire novel in 15 words. Um, and I'm sorry, is, you have to explain that more. So my idea and this, the, the way this works is I will take my entire plot line, like heretics usher in the seventh age by summoning forth the return of demon kings and magic bringing about the apocalypse uh i will find 15 words to describe what my overall story is about and i this takes me about a month right condensing the entire book to 15 words is fucking impossible uh so i will do that why the fuck do you do that I do that because then I can get my plot line down to like the core base element. Uh, uh, my sequel is, um, uh, God, uh, Magic Returns, uh, you know, Magic Returns, companies branded, special abilities can be yours, just sign on the dotted line, right? Uh, like this idea, it gives me a good pitch line, it gives me something to work with, and it also refines my idea down to here is the core story that i'm telling okay uh, so we have 15 words now we have 15 words and then i will I go can't even, i don't think i can even be constrained to 15 words in one right, sentence it's hard it is it is hard um it is it is a fucking exercise that's then i will take screenwriter that trick uh, but you have to get the elevator pitch down to one sentence uh but then i will take I'm that a screenwriter mark shut up uh, <laughs> then i'll take that <laughs> sentence and i'll turn that sentence into uh <laughs> Uh, five sentences, uh, however many acts I have in the book, um, where each sentence is a full act, and then I will take that each of those sentences and turn those acts into full paragraphs. Um, and that's partly because I'm writing conspiracy a lot in in my books. I'm writing urban fantasy conspiracy, so I have to make sure that I have that structure 
um, so I could draw those like hidden. Where the fuck did you come up with this theory to do this? It's I'm not saying it's not brilliant because if it works for you, brilliant. But what? That's that's several question marks. I didn't probably emphasize that enough, but let me do it again. What? There. I literally I literally googled how to write horror short stories. Who the fuck did you click on? I don't know. I, I don't that's know. Tim Wagoneer. I'm um, positive that's Tim. I I I <laughs> sat down to do NaNoWriMo like five years ago, and I had no idea where to start. And I knew I wanted to write horror. I knew I wanted to write conspiracy. And I was like, all right. I already knew an idea of like, here's my world setting. Here's all this shit that I wanted to do. But like, how do you actually structure a fucking novel? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to Google it. And I, I love had, that you just said that. <laughs> somebody had this like method and I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And it fucking worked. Um, and then I've used it ever since. So do you, okay. So you do this five second thing. I didn't say it right. What did, what is it? Uh, 15, 15 words, 15 words. Five sentences, five paragraphs. Okay. Do you then write like a synopsis of your whole book or do you just then write the book? No, after I get done with the five paragraphs, uh, that's my outline. I write the book. Do your characters, because you alluded, alluded to this earlier, do your characters then take off from you? Uh, yes, they do. Um, because uh, it's important to, for me to leave room because I am a storyteller and a role player myself. I can immerse when I have soundtracks for every character that I write, and so when I'm you writing, post those soundtracks, I don't. I should. What the fuck, Rick? I am I am bad at marketing. All right, that's the part that I suck at. Um, but I have soundtracks. You are having a conversation outside of this podcast uh, about this point. Because I have soundtracks for every fucking character and I will listen to those soundtracks. And it's a lot of like, you know, weird metal with that with lyrics that nobody can understand. Or if, unless you speak It doesn't language. matter if you but, sold 3000 books and a shitty fucking publisher, I insist before this podcast is issued, you fucking send those lists out <laughs> so your audience can be immersed in that shit. Because I, I have soundtracks for every character and it's like, I will listen to that soundtrack and then I will write for that character. And obviously I was talking about it earlier and that was the illusion. One of my characters killed themselves and I was like, no, you fucking asshole. You can't do that. Um, I did not say you could do that. My character was like, no, fuck you, Rick. I'm doing this. It makes sense. I'm going. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. And I here's the worst part. All right, this is going to make you laugh. I went and I checked. I can't believe it. I cannot believe I am saying this. I've never said this ever. I went and checked his character sheet. He had that. Oh thought. my God. Wait a minute. Uh, Do you have character sheets for Yes, your... I have character yes, sheets. No. Um, I was, I took a creative writing class and I was laughing my ass off because the teacher was like, okay, class. 
um, I'm at College of DuPage in Chicago, and the creative writing teacher is 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 is, is running this. And she's like, okay, class, I want you to, uh, as you're penning your novel and your idea for your characters, I want you to write down what your character's inner nature is like, what they're really like, and I want you to write down what they project to the outside world, and then I want you to write down a list of their attributes, how are they physically and adjective <laughs> scriptures, how they are socially, how they are mentally, and then I want you to really channel in about what merits make them special and what flaws they have. And I'm just like, so here's a hundred white wolf. I have to ask this because I've never done this. Oh my God. Mark, if you've done this, I need you to chime in. Do you have these character sheets? <laughs> Rick, do you have these character sheets? I, I do have them. Actually, one of them is in the jacket of the cover on my main book. I still so have, have you fantastic. not published other character sheets? I've not I've not published any of the character sheets. Me I and have... you are gonna have a fucking conversation after this podcast that includes this fucking soundtrack and includes you fucking publishing these character sheets. I, 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 but I, I am that person. I have character sheets, and I always laugh. And I could not contain. I, I shit oh, you. Yeah. I could not stop laughing in this creative writing class that I realized that nobody else in the creative writing class was a role player or a gamer. And this is shit. When we as gamers and uh, players of RPGs create characters in novel universes, we are naturally inclined and used to building our characters as you would if you were to structure that skill set. So for us, um, we have a leg up uh, in this idea yep. that we're already used to doing this. We're used to describing, you take a vampire LARP sheet, it's nothing but adjectives, negative traits, uh, merits, flaws, nature, fucking demeanor. Like it, that well, is. At, yeah, look at the biggest names in fantasy right now. You're, you're Jim Butcher and uh, Patrick Rothfuss and George R. R. Martin. They're all gamers. They're all old DMs. These are all their old campaigns, you yeah. know, and that's, you know, and, and their characters. And that's honestly, that was my stupid American Luchador book I did years ago. That was, that was a character sheets for a Bureau 13 campaign that never. For the record, that is not a stupid book, Mark. We've already discussed it. <laughs> but that, uh, that idea is I went and I checked. I can't believe I say because there, there, there's a part of that step in that uh, I think Tim Wagner you mentioned I think that actually yeah, is I'm it. I'm pretty sure it was uh, pretty the, sure the, the the snowball method. Uh, yeah. um, and there's a part where you're supposed to write an entire Excel spreadsheet about the character with these different chapter and their plots. And I was like, no, I can just make a character sheet. Here you go, done. Um, okay, Rick, I'm gonna require, even though I have literally no say so over your life whatsoever, but. <laughs> As the host of this podcast and the avid drinker, completely empty bottle of wine, I'm going to need you to post these character sheets and the soundtracks for the characters. Uh, that I can do. Uh, um, and that's that's crazy because I have them. Literally, like, you're here in a Zoom window in one file away right here. <gasps> All of them exist. Literally, uh, Mark just had a nerdgasm. Yeah. Whatever equivalent of an orgasm he had a nerdgasm <laughs> with you saying that well, i'm going to be post that i am a fan of the first book and i am eagerly awaiting the second so uh i'm one of those i don't wait till the series is over because i'm a, i'm an idiot i, I read everything and, you're not uh, an idiot hello that pays our bills uh, read all the books i i i had to take a pause like the worst part it was is like a dystopia is so fucking fun i 
like I can tell that because I was a debut author in the first book and then I uh, have written a ton of other, I, I, I started ghostwriting. I wrote a few Minecraft novels. I dabbled my toes into a few other ghostwriting books. I started writing RPG stuff. By the time I wrote my sequel, I knew I had evolved as a writer and like, I love, um, you know what? I will do this. Have you guys seen the cover art for the sequel? No. I, I got my cover art in um, and I will give that to you guys. Uh, so you can- Look at, we get an inside, Mark. What? I'm attributing that to you right now, but we get an inside to this book. Um, um, yeah, my- uh, God, I mean, if we're on, like, I don't know if this is pre-recorded, I can actually pull it up and share screen to everybody. Share screen. Share uh, screen. It's pre-recorded, uh, right. share screen. No. You have right, to pre-record because can... my podcast consigli is like, you are so fucking drunk. What are you doing? It's right. fine. He's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, here we go. Uh, Zoom wonderfuls. Where is that share screen button? It's on the bottom. Here, got it. Oh, okay. you have disappeared. You have disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, what the fuck, Erica? I'm I'm fixing it. I just fixed it. Can you <laughs> do it? Why am I allowed technical difficulties? I don't know. All right. Can you do it now? Let's try this again. All right. So this is the front cover of uh, um, and then. This is what goes on the back of the book. Nice. Oh, fucking A, that is awesome. Uh, so so I, the artist? So the uh, artist is uh, 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 Vivian. Um, she goes by Boss of Meat, uh, Boss of, Boss of Meat Zay. Um, Ashley Witter did the cover for my first book, which uh, this is the art for like uh, my, my first book. Ashley Witter did the first book cover art. Um, actually I have a ton of fan, like I have a ton of art because I collect artwork, um, from my book series. Uh, like this is my character, Akira. I, this is a, a thing I have made, um, for a coffee mug from the sequel. Uh, of you Middle have Earth. the coffee mug. I am making the coffee mug with this. Nice. Uh, and like, this is, you know, like I have just a ton of, a ton of art. Uh, that I, I collect, but Boss Mitze, Vivian, uh, she, I met her at a convention, ASIN. She did these beautiful Evangelion pictures and she agreed to do, um, she read my first book. She loved it. And she drew uh, my Jane and uh, the character that's on the front, uh, the front. That's that is fucking amazing. So um, yeah, that's, like I am done. Like I've written the text, I've written the drafts. I'm done with dev edits. Uh, it's literally a matter of just me sending it off to my publisher and getting it out there. And the outlines for books three are are already done. So, so I am when are we going to get book two? I don't have a release date. I know that I am done. I'm polishing up the final ending uh, in November. Rick Tiberius. I always say that when I'm mad at people. Tiberius Hines. We need a release date. <laughs> I don't have one. Uh, but also, just so you know, in my local LARPs, Tiberius was a notorious setite uh, that everybody would shout his name. Tiberius! Uh, I did that with my kids. I did that with her. I was like, I'd say their name and then Tiberius Nazgul Death Eater. They 
knew how mad I was by how many characters into the call <laughs> I got. But uh, it's um, so so the book is there. I actually have this um, one great artwork piece of like this agent sitting like in in the limousine with like the Illuminati triangle behind him. Uh, like I got all kinds of stuff because my 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 shtick that I like doing as a writer is I like giving artists uh, my book and I say draw your favorite scene, but I'm not going to give you any direction. So they draw their favorite characters, their favorite scenes, what they interpret in their own minds from it. Um, And it's all turned out great. So, Rick, you are so much incredibly fun. You are an incredibly fun person. No, no, this is a this is a mutually incredibly fun because I don't know if you noticed, but we are all bouncing off of each other like a bunch of freaking in a room. Uh, I so. love everything about this. We are going to do this 10 candles thing. I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'm going to email you. We're going to record it. It's going to be drinking with authors, 10 candles. Let's wait till They're after out. October because all the horror authors are busy right now, but we'll get yeah. them. You know we'll, we'll, Cut we'll the hell up. Nobody needs your I'm a big fucking deal bullshit right okay. now. Here's my question back for you, though. What is your favorite two sentence horror story? Ooh. I like my favorite was the one where the the girl says, uh, "Dad, there's a monster in my closet," and then she go he goes to the closet. There's no monster in your closet. And he goes to the closet, and the girl and the daughter is there. Says, "Dad, there's a monster in my bed." You know what's funny is that that is actually my favorite two sentence horror story. That's uh, the so second don't one. tell him As that. Parents. Deal with Mark when you tell him that. The second one I have was the last man on earth uh, was alone in his room. There was a knock at the door. Or the phone rings. That was always a good one too. Yeah. Okay. They wanted to sell, and they, they were telling me that my warranty had expired on my car. So. <laughs> Mark, is your nerd dumb fully complete at this point? I'm, I'm, I'm spent. I'm done. So. <laughs> So it was wonderful. And uh, Rick, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, uh, you know, I'm a old school RPGer. And so, you know, Red Opera was looking great to me and I was happy to kickstart it. And then, uh, and then Seventh Age just blew me away. So I'm, I'm excited for the next book. So, ah, so thank you so Rick, much. Because this podcast is going to air in a few weeks. I need you to give me the launch date of your book because we absolutely fucking need that. We're going to hook up to how to get signed copies of your books, because I know literally I could give that to Mark and his like head would explode. Um, see? I'll, I'll see him at a Bard's Tower event at some point. So we'll Okay, you know what? Shut up. Nobody <laughs> needs you to show off with your epicness, Mark. Literally nobody. No, no, no. He's got to come to Florida. That's the tricky part. I, I am. Apparently I'm coming down to a Florida convention in February. Are you going to going to Florida? I think I'm coming to Pensacon. Oh, wow. Yay. I might be um, there too. So that'd be awesome. So, so I'm coming down to Pensacon. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I have a lot this year, right? We did the Red Opera. Like I have other stuff. Hopefully by then my, my, my stuff is under underway. I have a release date by then. I know what's coming out. Uh, we need to talk to your author about release dates. We're going to have to work on that because we're going to need you to have shameless self-promotion that involves a release date. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't have it yet because I haven't turned it into my Alexi yeah. yet at the Bard's Tower. You haven't turned it into your publisher yet? Not yet, because I still have um okay. This is this is kind of funny. 
is one of my development developmental editor notes uh, from Catherine, who I fucking love because she's awesome. She said, at the end of my sequel, I need to tie up what happens to Jane's lost scrunchies and what happens to her cats. Oh, that's important. Because those are a great end to the book, surprisingly. And I do have to write that chapter, which is my first day of NaNoWriMo on November 1st. And yeah. she is correct because I don't know if you can relate, but have you ever had your hair tie stolen by a freaking cat and you don't know what to do and you need to find them? And then next thing you know, the apocalypse happens around you. The last thing you need to remember is where the fuck is my goddamn hair tie? No, that's true. My cat is an asshole. She's a calico and she's literally an asshole. I, I have this cat and I got her because I was like, you know what? I need human. I need some companionship. Biggest mistake I ever fucking made because she is pretty much a fucking demon that is like, I'm going to be in your house. I'm actually going to offer you no comfort at all, but you're required to feed me and care for me for however fucking long I decide to be here. Nice. Uh, that yeah. is my cat. And I named her Ripley because she was found in a storm drain so many regrets around the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I have one uh, uh, in, in terms of developmental edits, uh, you know, you have to listen to your dev editors uh, sometimes, uh, especially when they have a I really, agree. especially when they have a really great idea. And um, my book has already been through the beta reader process twice. It's on its fourth draft. It's through a professional dev editor. And I'm in my last two chapters of finishing that dev edit. And then it's off to copy editing, which is a much quicker process copy editing is what i'm hearing is you're going to finish it the first week of november yep so it should be done by the second or third week of november and we'll have a motherfucking release date is that what i'm hearing i feel pressured (laughs) i do that to people she does that she does that look i will i will guarantee you this here's the funny part is now it's like oh god i better fucking finish on the first week of november like I don't, have, <laughs> I don't, I don't have an excuse. I am, I am fire, now cornered. Uh, um, so uh, that's legit, and I fucking love it. Um, but yes, I, uh, I can commit to this. I will turn my book into my publisher by the second. There you go. There you go. Yay! Okay. So when is the sequel after that? When are you intending on getting what that? Book three. Oh my god! What, what am I in the right book three? Actually, I'm uh, 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 writing a uh, this this game company called XYZ Game Labs that have a game coming out in 2022 called Hindsight. And the idea of this game is that the uh, you're at the edge of time, and uh, you're at the edge of time, and these four corporations are going back through time and stealing time from different uh, timelines. Uh, to profit from them and then extend the universe's timeline. It's an escape room, Mizzy mini puzzle board game. Awesome. The CEO of the company read my novel and was like, I know the perfect person to come up with a thousand ways to end the world uh, in a sarcastic fashion. We're going to contact Rick. Um, I'm going to write those like narrative design tracks for hindsight. And then after that, I'm on book three. Okay, so I appreciate, and that sounds fucking amazing, but you've not given me a motherfucking timeline. Because <laughs> that was my attempt at deflection. It didn't was, work. Shit, it was I'm so busted. close. So um, close. Uh, I, I have it outlined. I actually was planning on it this NaNoWriMo. Uh, if I get my book done, 
uh, and I, I turned it. What in. do you mean if you have right. one I fucking got... week to get your book done? Uh, <laughs> and what's funny is I'm only two chapters away from being done. Um, uh, so uh, when that's done, my plan for Nano Remo was to start writing. What usually happens with me is I start writing, just like binge reading. I don't stop, and I yep. go with Nano Remo does not end for me in November. I keep writing at the same pace. So early next year, we're going to have a release date for your third novel. Yes, that 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 I'm comfortable with. So Rick, I'm requiring you, besides the ten candles, which I'm going to make <laughs> with so many amazing people, you are coming back on my podcast in the beginning of 2021, Mark. Straight face. I need you straight face with me. You're coming back at the beginning of 2021 to talk about your third book. Uh, that I can do, especially since I can even tell you the third book is about Troubled Jones in New Orleans. Uh, as I the, fucking love New Orleans. Uh, that as the, uh, the, the, the Shadowlands and or the idea of purgatory coming back and all of these dead souls coming back into the world. Yeah. All of my heroes in my cover art have been atop a skyscraper looking down. The third book cover art is actually Trouble Jones, who's a zombie in the same coat, tattered as the first two books looking up. I already have the outline done. Like that shit Good. is fucking. So NaNoWriMo is super rush for you because I'm I'm now that we're best friends because I feel we're best friends. Oh yeah, no, I, the the fact that you and I have both done this together. <laughs> uh, uh, and by the way, anybody who's I loves you, Katie. didn't see the video, there was a weird <laughs> slapping sound. That was me playing rock paper scissors like it was not what you thought. <laughs> All right. That was how we resolved our like challenges to different who's the most important vampire in the room. Yes. Well, obviously, Mark is the most important vampire in the room. We oh. all know that. Okay, Rick, how do people find you? Shameless self-promotion. Uh, uh, RickHinesWrites at gmail.com. Cranky Bolt everywhere else on the internet. From League of Legends to Discord to Twitter to Facebook. It is Cranky Bolt. Um, but if you have an actual writing question, Rick Hines writes. So what that means is if you want to stalk him and dress up like him, make it happen. This has been Drinking with Authors, Literary Briefs. It's been fucking amazing. I've made a new best friend in Rick Hines. I have been Eric Lance. I've been Mark Muncy from here in Florida. And we'll Go ahead, Rick. Do it. Oh, I'm Rick Hines from Chicago. Oh, my God. Hi. Yes! Okay, and we'll see you next time.